0: 14 years old, I we've agree. been together for the so long. long, your heart's been aching, but you're too shy to say it, inside we've only been going on. We are recording. I know, it's awesome. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. It's about Jesus. Let me make this about Jesus. Dude, I like it. Cool. Uh, no, I, so imagine 14-year-old Jason, imagine my son walking around, okay. singing Rick Astley.
1: <laughs> that was That's you. That was me. <laughs> That's how I learned to sing, though, was mimicking Rick Astley. Nice. and uh, Not a bad voice to mimic. He's got a great sound. Did
0: you know, and this is funny, people thought he was a gospel, like a soul singer. like.
1: They, and in Dude, I would this, say he could be. It's this white,
0: Irish, red, <laughs> red-headed guy who no one expected that to be him. It was, it was awesome. And I was like, yep, I'm, I totally get
1: it. I'm going to take this opportunity to check the sound. <laughs> out, blasting it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It's whatever. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. Do it. This is great. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. But
0: yeah, so like Rick Astley, again, learned to sing mimicking Rick Astley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still love his songs. Oh, apparently. absolutely. But because of that, I don't know if that's actually how I sing or the reason why I mimicked it, because that's where I could naturally sing. Sure. I never had. I I actually was a, what's the higher tenor between first and second tenor, which is the highest? Is it first tenor? Yeah, Whatever first, the higher first tenor, tenor. I used to have a really high range. I first could hit tenor. a high note. Um, but uh, my natural is kind of that, kind of more rocky.
1: All right, Rick. He's going to call you Rick Astley now.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jason. I'm Jaden. This is uh, this is our second week doing this together. I
1: know. I you're really getting desperate. <laughs> I
0: am. No, actually, okay. So it was. It was actually. It was not intentional, but also kind of intentional Uh, because we're rethinking how we're going to do podcasts. I really like the video podcast format. I think it has a lot more opportunities. Uh, But as kind of doing the research that I've looked at and kind of uh, the podcasts that are becoming well-known and that are doing uh, connecting better, they have kind of this format. But it's a consistent – there's always a consistent person. Mm -hmm. And then I think we're going to look at bringing on some interview-type people. And obviously, we'll have Megan on and Derek and other people. But – I think I enjoyed our last one together.
1: Yeah, me good. too, man. Dude, if we can start off the podcast talking about Rick Astley and like singing Come Never Gonna now. Give You Up. Like we're having a good time. You just got Rick rolled.
0: <laughs> He's never gonna give you up. He's never gonna let you down, never gonna run around or desert you.
1: We just went straight back to like two thousand and twelve.
0: Yeah, when you got Rick rolled. Yep. So uh <laughs> we are we finished the Forty Days of Purpose. I know. And that's what this podcast has been. This has been a podcast on the Forty Days of Purpose. <sighs>
1: It's so exciting, and I think we I think we've seen great things from it already. would you agree? Oh,
0: I think uh, I don't know what our numbers have been in the past, but our, we had mm-hmm. our first church in the park, right mm-hmm. and we had a thousand, yeah. just over a thousand. I think we had a thousand and one, and then Derek was like, "No, there were still a bunch of people I missed, but it's hard to count in the park. It is well, so what I like to do is I tell people to move around as Derek's counting, so it makes our numbers go up. <laughs>
1: I oh, such, such an me. honest thing, yeah, you know? <laughs> go, put on, go, go put on a purple hat and we'll count you twice. <laughs> so when
0: I was in high school, we used to go to camp, right? And they would always do the camp photo mm-hmm. with all the campers. And uh, because it was back in the day before they had panoramic, mm-hmm. you would take two pictures. Sure. And then merge, merge them together. It together. So if you timed it right, you have people who are found in both sides of the picture because... There was always that one guy who ran (laughs) to the other side. And so Lisa and I somewhere, Lisa's my wife for those of you who are watching online, Uh, Lisa and I somewhere have a camp photo and I think we have one that actually has somebody in there twice. That's fun. And so that was always kind of the the joke. And sometimes they put on different outfits or like they put on a wig or
1: something. Dude, as one of the guys that like edits photos, I don't know if I'd be mad or really proud that they did that. I think it'd be amazing. I think it'd be super exciting. Pretty awesome. Uh, (laughs) But that's no here nor there. So no, I think
0: um, here's the here's what I've seen, and I'd actually I'd love to hear comments from people that are watching. Mm-hmm. The, some of the the fruit that I've heard directly from people. Okay, so these are individuals um, who have talked to me, and again, not everybody read the book, and that was okay. You didn't mm-hmm. need to to get something out of the message on Sunday. Um, but we've had several people that are new in faith, and or who have recommitted themselves to Christ, and have been like, "Hey, I never took my faith with Jesus seriously." And this challenge of purpose, I can I can count at least a few individuals that I've had direct conversation with, who have said that it really um, not only made them take their faith seriously, but that it actually gave them something to take it serious about. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. In fact, this Sunday I'm excited. I'm I'm hopefully going to be sharing a story of a guy who just gave his life to Jesus. Here, Zion. Yeah. Wow. And well, uh, well, he we already he was baptized, but he shared some of God's faithfulness mm. with me. And I, I want to get his permission before I share yeah. the story. But, that's so cool, though. Um, so I think that's part of the fruit. I think also because of how uh, we've looked at everything that we've done on Sunday mornings as strategic. So mm-hmm. I don't just do a sermon series because it sounds like a fun sermon series to do or it's the latest thing I want to talk on. I see Sunday morning as our opportunity to really be intentional with the the focus of our discipleship. So every sermon series is connected to moving us, moving the ball forward, so to speak. Uh, So this is, we just finished Purpose Driven Life, which was at the end, towards the end of our year on belief. Mm -hmm. So the year before that, we focused on belong. This year is believe. And part of our belief is that God actually has a purpose for us. We do believe in it. It's not just believing in Jesus. Obviously, that's the most important part, Mm -hmm. but believing that God has a purpose. And then we're going to launch into the summer. This is what we're kicking off this Sunday is a series called You've Already Got It, mm-hmm. which is talking about all the blessings available to you as a Christian that you don't have to fight for anymore, that mm-hmm. you don't have to earn. Yeah. In fact, the only thing you have to fight for them is actually to receive them and sure. to trust in them. Yeah. And so the fight, it's not that we don't have to fight. Yeah. Last year we did our series, the Spiritual Warfare series, This is How We Fight, which is all about spiritual warfare. Yeah. This is all about believing in the promises of God, and, and it takes a fight. Sometimes it's hard to truly believe in the promises of God, especially when things aren't going the way we
1: want them to. Of course not. Or or if things are going well, you're not relying on the promises of God. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and so uh, as we looked at the purpose-driven life, you know, part of the reason why we, we wanted to do spring, and I've been processing, I knew almost two years ago that I wanted to do the purpose-driven life. I knew I wanted to do 40 Days of Purpose. That's cool. And I remember talking, I think it was last year, with our team, and we were processing when's the best time to do it. And we decided ultimately it would be right before the park because the park gets us into it. We were thinking about doing it during the park, Mm. during 40 days of purpose during the park. But my concern was, will people get into community groups then? Right, because summer is such a
1: hard time. Oh, it's time. so it's so busy for so many people. and it's not busy for you at all. No. You're not getting married. or I'm not doing anything this summer. You're not doing anything this summer. It's pretty, pretty low-key summer. <laughs> uh, but I totally get that. I, I feel like we, not even in the sense of would people get into community groups over this project. Sometimes I feel like I don't see people during the summer.
0: Yeah. Well, because, they're, I mean, people travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, They did, uh, they were, one of the studies that they did is why are people attending church less and less? Mm. And some of it is a lack of belief. There are some people who have just, they don't want to follow Christ anymore. That's a real, and that's always been a a thing. But one of the things that never even occurred to me is now people have more disposable income. Sure. And travel is more accessible than it's ever been before. So one of the reasons why people are not at church as much is because they're traveling a bunch. Yeah. So they're going on mini vacations. They're mm-hmm. they're going out of town, which is before you went on vacation maybe once, twice a year. Oh, for sure. I know people who every six weeks go somewhere. It's which now,
1: is awesome. It's wonderful, but That's it's not awesome, part of our
0: culture. For sure. And now when you're gone, that means you're not going to go to, at least to your church. I, I know some people adjust. still go to church, right? Um, so this last Sunday, we talked about uh, that we were created to serve God. And mm-hmm. I actually, I wanted to bring up a text that we didn't talk about on Sunday. Uh, not, sorry, not serve God. Yeah, you I was going to say. You I was created like, for God's mission. Yes, there that's you go. You were
1: created for God's mission. I was
0: like, I think that was. Thank like you. That was the week previous week. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you were created for God's mission. And we didn't spend a whole lot of time on the Great Commission. Because mm-hmm. I think most Christians, people, if you're watching this, you're probably familiar with the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not news. Mm-mm. But instead, we talked about the site. It's idea. good news. It's good news. Oh. Oh. oh, look what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, instead, we looked at it from our, our job is to be a witness. Yep. And I really liked what Rick Warren said in that he doesn't call you to be the attorney, but the witness. A witness simply yeah. uh, speaks of what they saw. Mm-hmm. It, it testifies to their part in the story. They're not trying to convince anybody, and I think too many Christians people, too many people think that evangelism means convincing. Sure.
1: Argumentative. Like, arguing, how can I? Yeah.
0: Yes. Or debating, or I, I, somehow it's my responsibility to con, to to convict you of no. your need for Jesus. No, man. Best I can do is just tell you what I've seen and what it's done for me. Yeah. So I wanted to bring up a text that I think most people don't understand. All right. And and in fact, I've listened to a few podcasts on this now from some pastors and some theologians that I really, uh, really like. Um, but it's this idea of taking the Lord's name in vain. Okay. So when I ask you, what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? What normally comes, what comes to mind for you?
1: Well, I have, I think we share a like mind. So I will, I will play devil's advocate and say, well, I think it's when I use, and when I cuss and I use God's name. Like, That's oh, what most people Oh my take. God.
0: Right. When you say mm-hmm. God's name inappropriately, yes. right? Uh, this actually comes from Exodus 27. Mm-hmm. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for Mm -hmm. the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Mm -hmm. And for years, that's what I was taught taught it meant to take the Lord's name in vain. Some people call that blasphemy, but that's not actually what blasphemy is. I mean, it is a form of blasphemy. That's not blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And the idea of this, and we talked about this on Sunday, is, okay, when my wife and I got married, Mm -hmm. my wife took my name. Sure. She became a miller. Correct. What if she doesn't act like a Miller? She took my name in? Vain. Yeah. And as God's people, we take God's name. We bear his name. We don't... There's... Every human being bears the image of God. Correct. Only God's people bear his name. Bear his name as well. And so to take the name of the Lord in vain means... It'd be like my wife saying, I'm a Miller, and then going out and having affairs. Sure. She took my name in vain. Yeah. And... As I was, I, know, I think the, the podcast I was listening to is a guy named Mike Erie on Voxology. Wonderful oh, podcast. Great. I like him because he, he presses some things, gets you a little uncomfortable at times. Gotta. And I loved the push on this because if taking the name of God's name in vain is not about saying God's name inappropriately, sure, but bearing His name. Oh, appropriately,
1: absolutely. That. That's where i met with it, and and that took some educating on my part to really start to dive into what that meant as well. But yeah. I, I started to realize—I mean, not that I don't hold someone cussing, using Jesus' name wrong. I mean, I don't like it when people do that. But when I see someone who has got a sign out that says God hates you because you're X yeah. or you're Y, that's a Christian taking the Lord's name in vain.
0: Yeah, well, or, or if— even if you say you're a Christian and then you act hateful sure. or unforgiving, sure, that's actually taking God's name in vain. If mm-hmm. you say you're a follower of Jesus but you don't act like Jesus,
1: yeah, I don't t- think I don't think you can love Jesus and hate people at the same time. Well, the Bible
0: says you can't. First yeah. John, if you you cannot hate your brother, mm-hmm. you and say you love God, they they are they are incongruent with each other, mm-hmm. right? Well, let's think about this from that coffee bean illustration. Yes. So for those who weren't there. I I took this from Damon West, who's a Christian motivational speaker, and I'm sure I did a horrible job of sharing his story. I did the best I could. Um, Man, if if Damon West ever heard this, if you heard this, I'd love to do an interview with Damon West to hear his story. Um, But in prison, he talked about this. He met this man who said there are three ways you can look at life. In this particular case was prison. And he said, imagine a boiling water. You put one of these three things in the boiling water, the boiling water does something to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you put a carrot in it, and the boiling water in this case was the prison system. Sure. It's It's hot, it's pressure-filled. If you're a carrot and you put it in boiling water, the carrot becomes soft and mushy. And a lot of people in prison, they get taken advantage of, beat down, they're soft. And yeah. not soft in a good way.
1: No, broken.
0: They're down. broken, taken advantage of, yeah. right? And they hate their entire time in prison. They're a victim all the time. Mm-hmm. If you put an egg in boiling water, uh, the boiling water turns the center of the egg hard, mm. and that 's what happens when prison for some people prison makes them hard. they become unloving, incapable of giving love and showing love and receiving love.
1: One of the other things that you used is you said that the shell becomes almost protective yeah
0: and and I think what happens is now you're if you're hardened, your shell becomes the way to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but the third person is the coffee bean. The coffee bean is the only one that changes the environment around it. Changes the water. It doesn't change itself. The water doesn't change it. It changes the water. Yeah. And I think that's what this verse is getting at when it says, do not take the Lord's name in vain, is we're supposed to go into the world and change the environment because we bear God's name. Yeah. I like that. And I, was, I wish I'd thought of this on Sunday. <laughs> but even this idea of light in the dark, okay, so I, was, I had a visual, another visual that I was going to use on Sunday, but I'm like, mm-hmm. too many visuals, right? Uh, okay, so you go into a dark. room. Mm-hmm. Darkness is just the absence of light. Mm-hmm. So darkness itself has no power. The yeah. real power is the light, right? right? Okay, so some people, if I bring on a candle, there's a little bit of light around it, mm-hmm. right? But some people want night goggles, well, who's the only one that can see if I have night vision goggles on? The person wearing it. Sure. They're not a benefit for anybody else. Okay. Okay. Jesus called us to be a light to the world. Oh, okay. Which means we're now inhabiting the place of darkness so that even people who are not Christians can see what's in the dark. Yeah,
1: so you don't want us to like almost like with that, with the night vision goggles, it's almost like we're monopolizing our being able to see, yes. but we're not helping anyone else. That's right, and we need to be candle people kind of. Not thing, even yes. candle people because candle, think about how limiting. Limiting candles. that is. That's very, very vicinity. Or a flashlight. Sure.
0: A flashlight only shows one picture. No, we're mm. meant to inhabit a space. Yeah. To be a city on a hill, a beacon in the night so that the entire city, everybody in it. Dude. And I was, I thought about sharing that on Sunday and I'm like, no, because I really think the bean illustration, I think hits more. But think about this for a moment. If, if we're called to be light to the world, some christians just want to be spotlight and the only thing they highlight is the thing that they value most sure i call them value based christians the ones who they they're always rallying or calling out a one thing they're obsessed
1: with sure that yeah they've, they've, they they they've chose the hill that they're going right? to die and on,
0: and it could be a particular sin it could be a sexual sin it could be an addiction it could be and all they're doing is putting a spotlight on that one thing see this is the truth this is the truth and ignoring all the other darkness around mm. it and too many christians live like that sure some Christians, they just want a little light. And, and what they're really hoping is, is, I'm going to be a nice person and hopefully maybe, maybe they'll one day see Jesus, but they're not proclaiming any truth. Mm. The light is very minimal around them. It's really about themselves, making themselves feel good. The night goggle vision Christian.
1: And well, and not yeah. to just dive even deeper into that, but think about how hard you have to protect a small candle. Light. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the little passing. Light, a passing wind could blow that out. Yeah. A, a candlelight doesn't keep the wolves away.
0: No, Uh, if you're holding up a candle, no, 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 but now let's think about the night vision goggle. Mm -hmm. Too many Christians are terrified to share the truth with the world. Okay. See, I'm glad you're sharing this illustration now because that's really cool. So the, they put all, they put the night vision goggles yeah. on, and and it's okay. I'm okay. And I'm safe. I'm and everybody else is hosed. They're still in the dark. <laughs> that's right. And, and in reality, they're living in the dark, and because they think they're safe, because they can see. Mm-hmm. But Jesus called us to be more than a candle, more than a flashlight, more than night vision goggles. He called us to be a light to the world. Well, light to the world has to be an encompassing light. Mm-hmm. And, and here's what I think happens in churches, and this goes back to the bearing their name in vain. When churches get, the only thing they care about is their church. Mm. What's inside the walls of their church. They stop caring about the culture around them. Mm. Now we're living in the being and the light because sure. how can we how many christians do you know they self-insulate right they get they mm-hmm. go to church and that's only all they have is christian friends mm-hmm. and every they only listen to christian music and they only watch christian tv shows and they only wear christian t-shirts and everything is christ, christ which is okay great but how are you a light to the world it's okay so uh there are two denominations the christian Reformed church and the Reformed church of america okay uh, they're both part of the dutch reform movement okay they had a schism back in the 1800s that one of the things they got into a, an argument about. And was
1: that one group wanted to wear clogs and the other didn't. Yes,
0: that's exactly right. Clogs <laughs> and they want to lutefisk. No, uh, this was the schism, part yeah. of it. And, I mean, there's always more to the story. Right. I was an RCA pastor before I came here. Sure. So. Um, back in the 1800s, the debate was, is it okay for Christian kids to go to a public school? Mm. And the Christian Reform Church said, no we know we have to know christian kids should go to a christian school and the rca reformed church of america said no we need to be in the public school this led to some division in oh the church.
1: sure absolutely
0: over a hundred years of a schism between the churches to where literally there was animosity wow now let me ask the question And i remember when my pastor i was the youth director at an rca church i'd never heard of the rca and and let's be clear there are Jesus-loving people in this Christian Reformed Church and in yep. the RCA. Yep. Every denomination has its baggage. Mm-hmm. Every
1: non-denomination is included, <laughs> right? It's it's because every denomination is full of people. People. And people have issues.
0: <laughs> what? People oh have my issues? gosh. There's no way. That's oh, crazy. Oh, man.
1: Um, but I
0: remember I had been asked as an RCA youth director to speak at a CRC camp. Okay. Now, I didn't know about any of this history. Sure. And my pastor says, are you sure it was a CRC church? I said, yeah. He goes... I'm kind of surprised they'd ask you. I said, "Why?" And he goes, "Well, you're part of an RCA church. They don't associate with each other." Okay, now let's think about this: Jesus-loving people who don't associate with
1: Jesus-loving people. <laughs> We're letting an acronym get in the way of loving our neighbor.
0: And and in doing so, and then this would be the challenge because this exists within Lutheran, yeah, within Baptist, yeah, charismatic. When we do not love each other well, Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by your love, love for one another and by obeying my commands. And if you don't love one another, you are taking God's name in vain. You are, it's, it's my wife saying she's a miller, but not acting like she belongs to the millers. It's me saying I'm a Christian, a follower of, of Yahweh, a follower of Yeshua, Jesus, and yet then saying, but I don't care what Jesus says, I'm going to live my own way. Mm. The covenant hasn't affected me. mm so I think that this whole idea, and this is what I, I so appreciated about uh, purpose-driven life ended on this. Mm. It began with the foundational purpose. Mm-hmm. You were created to know and love God and be known and loved by God. Mm-hmm. Westminster Catechism, the first part of the Westminster Catechism. I added the second part. And then from that, you were created to worship, because you're going to worship something. You were created for God's family, a mm-hmm. forever family, You were created to become like Christ. You were created to serve like Christ. And now you were created to be on a mission like Christ. Mm. And Jesus came bearing the name of his father, Mm. which is why Jesus said, I only do what I see my father in heaven doing. Because if Jesus went against that, he'd be taking his own name in vain. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, a, and, and there's a part of that where we also need to take a sense of personal ownership. Like when you decided to become a Christian, you like you said earlier, we take on the name too. You're doing your own spiritual walk a disservice by not loving. Yes. And in, by proxy, obviously, maybe even making the water around you bitter. Yeah.
0: Oh, and one and here's the thing, like, I think it was Megan who's like, what's ironic about this conversation, the, the bean illustration, yeah. is coffee is a very bitter bean.
1: And yes, and not everyone likes it. I, I hate coffee, <laughs> which
0: here anybody the irony's not
1: lost on me that I don't <laughs> like coffee, but
0: it's a great illustration.
1: It is. It's, I could've used it I could have used a tea leaf. Listen, but exactly. It, it, like the point is that what <laughs> heck, if you really wanted to, you know what else changes the water? Kool-Aid.
0: Kool-Aid. <laughs> we don't want to go there. We don't want to we don't want to encourage people to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) Different,
1: different, different religion. We're having a very different conversation. Different conversation.
0: But let's think about this from a purpose perspective. Okay. So if our purpose is to bear the name, you already bear the image. Yeah. But what makes you a child of God, what brings you into the family is that now you bear his name. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many Christians don't care if they bear God's name. Mm -hmm. Because they simply think. Well, I'm a Christian. That's all that matters. No, you're bearing a name. Mm-hmm. You're carrying that name with you.
1: When so, I work for Zion. Yeah, and I'm on the Clear Lake Fire Department. I when I'm going out into a public space, I'm aware that I am carrying both organizations in my yeah being in my identity. Yeah. When people see me, they know I'm a part of these organizations. I would not want to do a disservice to either of those organizations if i went out to the bar got slammed went got into a fist fight or did all this i mean or maybe even just was rude because yeah. then it reflects poorly on what i'm involved in both things that you're bearing the name of exactly so now as a christians the same thing we are a part of god's holy family we're yeah. a part of his name his mission when we look ugly it makes god's Mission look yes. ugly. Yes, and I think
0: that's the part that I think all the stuff, the reason why we need to know our purpose is that God's primary purpose, and it's not selfish, is God. Mm-hmm. He is his prime objective, yes. himself, because he's God. That's mm-hmm. what makes him God, right? And if I say that I'm a Christian, and and this is where Dietrich Bonhoeffer still one of my heroes <laughs> of the faith. I mean, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's, his writings are sometimes very difficult to read, partly because they're translated from German, but also he was... Wow, just just a very heavy yeah, and and very philosophical and dealing with ethical questions. Cool, but he talked about the cost of discipleship.
1: Ooh, I've heard you mention this before. Yeah,
0: and and too many of us have a cheap discipleship cheap go- or cheap gospel, even. a cheap gospel yeah. and a cheap discipleship, a cheap a cheap gospel is well, just believe in Jesus and that's it. Mm. And if we take the words of Jesus seriously, which I think I'm going to take Jesus over Paul. Mm. Don't get me wrong, the Apostle Paul still wrote God's word, Yeah, but the Apostle Paul was simul- simply emulating what Jesus was saying. Paul is not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. Too many evangelicals in particular, we love Paul, we forget about Jesus. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, but at the same thing, though, like at the core of our conversation is Paul should be pointing to Jesus.
0: Well, that's exactly what Paul says. In Corinthians, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Some of you say, I follow Apollo. Some of you say, I follow Cephas. Some of you say, I follow Paul. Some of you say, I follow Jesus.
1: I'm thankful in his self-awareness to and, and obviously Holy Spirit guidance to say that because I feel like it'd be so easy. And it is easy still that people would... Elevate Paul. Well, and I think Paul knew that. He knew that, that temptation, mm-hmm. which
0: is why he consistently said, I don't boast in myself. I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if sometimes when Paul, we read Paul, particularly in Galatians or in Philippians um, or parts of Colossians or uh, Corinthians, when Paul speaks lowly of himself, I think it's maybe he's reminding himself this isn't about me. Sure. Because he's still
1: a human being. Oh, absolutely. He's still going to have the same temptation.
0: Yeah, and so I wonder if sometimes that was the Holy Spirit
1: putting Paul in check mm. and reminding Paul. And putting him in a position of accountability between yes. his brother, brother, and, and that
0: does and if anything, I think that makes God's word even more real because I think Paul is recognizing, wait, wait, I have a mission, and my mission is not Paul. My mission is Jesus. Yeah. And I think sometimes we want to elevate Paul as if he was some super spiritual saint. I was listening to one podcast, and... They were interviewing this uh, scholar. Actually, I think it was Foxology. Meh. And they were talking about the book of Galatians. And he, he said, the question was to this this guy. He's a biblical theologian studies Paul. And he goes, what do you think Paul would say if you were to say, hey, Paul, when you wrote Galatians, and this guy goes, I think Paul would be like, can we talk about something else? Something else. else. <laughs> because, because Galatians, like, you can tell Galatians is one of Paul's earlier writings. Sure. It's very harsh. Mm. It's very direct. It's very combative. Passionate. Yeah. Well, because Paul was passionate. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time you get to First and Second Timothy, you get to Ephesians, even Second Corinthians, you see a side of Paul where Paul is gentler. There's a softness, a pastoral side to Paul. Mm. And I wonder how much of this has to do with even Paul's acknowledgement. And let's go back to the purpose. Mm-hmm. His purpose is to be a witness of Christ. Yeah. And there's a point in which you can get in the way of that witness. Oh, absolutely. Um last kind of closing thought and and what i really thank you for you've done a great job producing these dude thanks man i'm really excited for fall i think uh i think we're going to come up with some good strategies and some things and i'm excited i hope you guys uh i hope that you're watching this when we do it um, i'm going to really encourage people to subscribe we're actually going to have something that people can follow yeah we want to we're trying to make this not a zion podcast
1: I, we would also like to see it be a community. I, I'd like yes. to see people commenting and and sharing their thoughts yeah. and um, maybe even potentially inviting people on, like you've said before, having yeah. sorts of guests. Because it, if it's just our voices, well, then... Yeah.
0: Well, and then I want to bring on some other local pastors because we That's don't cool. always have to agree. I want to bring in people that are going to challenge our perspective on stuff. That's cool. Um, but I, I think one of the things that I'd love to see... As we talk about, we end with God's mission. I believe even what we're doing here if, is part of God's mission. So, there's a space now that existed that exists now that didn't exist 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and before that, there was a different space. So, you know, think about it. Originally, uh, all messages were oration, someone public speaking. Yep. And then the written word mm-hmm. all of a sudden became a thing, and people yes. started writing. Mm-hmm. And then after the written word, then you started seeing the publication of the word. Cool. And the publication of the word meant printing of the Bibles. And, and for 500 years, 400, 400 years, how long until all of a sudden then it became radio. Mm-hmm. And now the gospel came on to radio stations. And Billy Graham, who was heard worldwide through radio ministry. And think about, I know many, many people still alive today whose lives were impacted because of radio ministry. And then after that, it was television. Yeah. And now theater, think about the impact The Chosen has had.
1: Oh, absolutely. Or
0: Jesus Revolution. I was just, we have one of my daughter's friends goes to a Calvary Chapel here locally. And their church has grown because of the Jesus Revolution. Really? That's cool. And I was like, that's awesome. Uh, Well now, and it's not a new medium, but it's new for a lot of Christians. In the last 10, 12 years, podcasts, Mm -hmm. video casting, social media. I think this is the space where God is, we have an opportunity to step into a space to disciple people more intentionally. yeah, And it fulfills our mission. And the purpose of this, and let's be clear, the purpose of this is not to become influencers. We're not mm-hmm. trying to become popular or world famous, but we are trying to find new ways to disciple people mm-hmm. and influence to be that coffee bean in a space. And that's part of the reason why we're doing these. That's why we did the 40 days of purpose. That's why we're doing the reels. And and so you can be praying for yous listening. You can youths, youths listening out there. All of you are listening. For those of you who watch or listen <laughs> that's part of what we're trying to figure out is God has placed us in a unique place and we have some unique gifts we have remarkable uh talent and opportunity in our church because we have resources that some churches don't have and praise God for that how do we leverage those for the mission that God has given us correct and I think this is part of it yep and so you can be praying for us because over the summer we're going to be reevaluating, and we're going to relaunch the video excuse me the video podcast, audio podcast, whatever we're doing, we're going to do something because yeah. it's clear that that's where God is opening up a new mission field.
1: Yeah. That's what I was about to say. I was like, so cool. You, you said earlier as these, as the medium of spreading God's word has changed to be on kind of a new frontier is very exciting. And it's really not that new in the grand, well, in the scheme
0: of history, it's a blip, Right. Like podcast, Facebook video reels—all these are ten years yeah. old,
1: and the church has been. Or even for the printing press, if you really want to get technical.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, so I mean, this is—it's new for us. Yeah. But this is why we need it. we need your help. We need other people to watch to share it with other people. But we also are the things you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it primarily on video series. But I think also part of this is going to be um, curation. Mm -hmm. Jennifer and I were talking about this, which I'm excited to have Jennifer back on here. I was a non-staff person. It'll be great to have Jennifer on. That'd be fun. Um, But she, she was saying that, you know, a a lot of people don't have resources to go to. So how do we curate or how do we talk about, I mean, there are some really, some really positive things that are being cast out and then not so positive things. Mm -hmm. And I think God has given us an opportunity with our mission and the resources because our He's going to ask us, how did you steward this? He's going to ask you, Jaden, how did you steward your giftings Mm -hmm. and creativity? He's going to ask me, how did I steward my gifts in communication and in preaching and teaching? Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited because I want to make sure we're not taking God's name in vain in this.
1: We're gonna, we're gonna, let's tie it up in a nice little bow. Yes, we're going to, we're going to bear God's name, make it famous in our community by changing the water of multimedia consumption. (laughs) That'll be the name of our new podcast. Yes, change the water.
0: change the water. That's probably already a thing. Change the water.
1: I'm gonna Google it after this. It's got to be something. If it's not, it's great.
0: And and part of just so you know, part of the reason why I wanted you on here because we did it last week and I liked it. I think having a level of consistency and and I think there's um, it's good to have those two voices consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm excited. There are some people. I mean, I'll tell you. Here are the names of people that I'd love to get on, and I doubt we ever will. But it'd be amazing. I'd love to have Rick Warren on. That'd be cool. I'd love to have Bob Goff on. (laughs) That'd be fun. Uh. We've got some local pastors that I've already talked to, um, some local musicians. I've got some friends, um, my buddy Sochiat, who mm-hmm. is, uh, is one of my best friends. Um, I'm hoping to have him on here soon. Um, there's just going to be some wonderful opportunity, but all of it is with the desire and heart of discipling and encouraging and coaching people. In their faith on a daily basis. Hey, brother, thanks for being on the last one. It's not the last one ever, but it's the last one until, well, actually, we're going to have a summer one, which I'm super excited about. We're going to have our first guest on, hopefully. Cool. Um, So you can be praying for us, and I hope you found this helpful. Thanks for watching. Have an awesome day. Thanks for being here, Jaden. See ya. Peace.